Hey guys, this is Robert from Limitless Broadcasting. And Sammy. I was getting to you. (laughs) But we wanted to tell you some exciting news. We are going to be at the Indiana Comic Con, March 22nd through the 24th. That's going to be at the Indianapolis or... Indiana Convention Center. In Indianapolis, let's say that. (laughs) So if you were going to the convention, please come over to the Limitless Broadcasting booth Mm -hmm. and say hello. Yeah, I believe it was booth 1710. 1710. Yes, so it's a huge convention. Yeah. Probably the biggest one I think we've been to. Yeah, this is going to be like Megacon. Yeah, unfortunately I will not be there in person. Robbie will be there but he's going to have some uh, fun friends with him. Yes. Including, I believe, from Pixie Dust Twins, Ashley. First con for her. And so if you're there, ask us about Rant Radio because you can win $1,000 from Limitless Broadcasting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very excited about that. And who doesn't love a good rant? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we will, or I guess I should say Robbie, will see you soon at the Indiana Comic Convention. And what days... Are you going to be there one more time? Uh, we're going to be there the 22nd through the 24th of March. Mm-hmm. So we'll see you guys there soon. We'll see you there. Bye. Bye. You're listening to the Limitless Broadcasting Network. All it takes is faith and trust. Oh, and something I forgot. Dust. Just a little bit of pixie dust. Welcome, foolish mortals, to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Sammy. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Shall we begin? It's time to get things started on the most sensational, inspirational, celebrational, motivational show. Welcome, Pixie Dusters. We're your favorite hosts. I'm Sammy. And I'm Ashley. Welcome to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast, produced by Limitless Broadcasting. Make sure you check out all of our social media after the show, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Happy November. What? I know. Darn it. My mom's birthday's this month. I got to get her a present. Yep. And I got to start figuring out the family holiday schedule. Oh, fun times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brett's, Brett was telling me, like, his family's going to be doing something. I'm like, well, my family's doing these things. And I'm like, ah, crap. <laughs> now it begins. <laughs> it begins. It begins. It'll yep. just be every other year. Mm-hmm. Every I mean, other that's year. Fair thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's fair. Oh, mm-hmm. no, no, no. Like, every other year, it's going to be complex because oh, this year, like, okay. my mom's family will be doing Thanksgiving with my mom's family. But the year after that, it's just my family because normally it would be my dad's side of the family, but none of them get together. Lovely. Yeah. Just love. I love My family life. get-togethers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So much fun. Yeah. Mm-mm. Oh, boy. Uh, so welcome to <gasps> our time capsule month. Yes, we decided yes. to do some time capsule movies um, mm-hmm. ranging from 20 to... How many years ago was that? 50 oh, years ago? 
71? 50? Yeah, I think that's right. 52. 52. Fine. Um, So today we're starting with uh, a movie that was made in, or that was released in 1971 uh, called Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. Mm -hmm. And Miss Sammy did all of the research on this one. So I'm going to let her take it away. Are you awake enough to do this? I don't know. I'm still tired from my Nelly concert. So we shall see. If I need to help, if it help you, just tag me. I'll just lay my head down and I'll be like, I'm done. <laughs> your Actually, turn. Go. <laughs> your turn. Your turn. Yes. So yeah, we've got a summary and then some fun facts. What are you looking at? Oh, I Sorry, thought something I happened. Just, and I was like, no, oh, I, I thought my phone went off. I thought maybe Brett was awake and mm-hmm. he's not. So which- no, I wish I was not awake either, Brett, you know. No, it's Saturday. He's not working. I'm mm-hmm. like, wait, shouldn't he be at work? No, he's not working. We don't know what's going on in our lives. Um, but yeah. Okay. Anyway, so I have summary and some fun facts. And I mean, I almost hate to say it, but probably the trivia and the fun facts are probably more interesting than the movie, but it's okay. We're going to talk about <laughs> what we think about the whole thing. All right. So to uh, summarize, <laughs> where did I get this from? I think I got this from IMDb. Probably. I don't know. Anyway, I'm pretty sure. So an apprentice witch, three kids, and a cynical magician, con man, search for the missing component to a magic spell to be used in the defense of Britain in World War II. Very random and interesting storyline for this movie. Weird. It was it was different. Um and this movie which i had no idea is based on a book called the magic bed knob and bonfires and broomsticks by mary norton so technically it was like two books at first in the 40s and then she combined them in the 50s into one and of course walt disney read it and he was like this is cool i want to make a movie and she was like that's cool you can have the rights a little bit different from another author that he was trying to get at the same time as this went a little bit better for him than uh just miss travers and just just saying you know but yeah I, I didn't read any sort of animosity or issues with getting the rights from mary norton or her estate whatever it may have been to get the, the movie made that's funny uh so i was just when i was putting this together I'm like, you know, this movie is like super old. So I was just curious about some of the writers and directors because this is back in, you know, Walt Disney was alive when they started making the movie. And I was curious about some of these people because, you know, they're going to be super old by now. And yeah, mm-hmm. I did learn some things. Yeah. So as you know, there's just like Mary Poppins, there's animation and live action and combination because mm-hmm. that was a big thing Disney and liked playing around with. Mm-hmm. So we have uh, some writers for the animation story and then for the screenplay. So there's a, a man named Ralph Wright. He wrote or he worked on the animation story. He was a writer and actor who was known for the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh uh, mm-hmm. and Lady and the Tramp. And I was just like, oh, I know that name. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I think that was part of it, too, was like I kind of vaguely think I recognize some of these names, which is why I just started clicking on everybody to see what else they worked on. Mm-hmm. We also had Ted Berman, who worked on the animation story, and he is known for Fox and the Hound. Thank you, Ted Berman, for Fox and the Hound. Uh, the Black Cauldron, which I'm sorry, what? I don't know what happened in the middle there. But then he also worked on the Rescuers. So good job, because 
the rest of yours is awesome. So he had a problem in the middle there. Yeah, the middle child yeah. was not good. That's why I, when I I saw they didn't list the rescuers and is known for, but I looked through his entire list and I was like, well, I have mm-hmm. to bring up the rescuers because this poor man cannot just be left with he needs the redemption. black cauldron. <laughs> yes, I have to I have to emphasize it's not his fault. It's okay. He came back. So, and we have Bill Walsh who worked on the screenplay. Mm-hmm. Now this dude, what in the world? So he joined Walt Disney Studios in 1943 and actually worked for the publicity and story departments. And I did not take down his entire bio, which is insanely long and you should definitely look it up if you're curious. But basically he became buddy buddy with Walt Disney and kind of was moving up in the company and different departments. He actually developed the Mickey Mouse Club in 1955, essentially by himself with little input from Disney because at that time Disney was like, I'm going to build Disneyland. I don't have time for this. You just do what you want to do. It's cool. You got it. I was like, oh, that's very cool. He invented the Mickey Mouse Club, which is iconic. Yeah. And Bill Walsh also produced a lot of Disney's comedies and adventure films, which the most famous is Mary Poppins. Talked about him on Mary Poppins episode, didn't we? Uh, we probably did. Or yeah. mentioned him. Yeah, at least as a writer on there. So, yeah, or producer or something. Anyway, but I just thought that was very cool. Yeah. Yeah, that is awesome. And we have Don DeGrady. He also worked on the screenplay. Again, he was a writer known for Mary Poppins and Lady and the Tramp. So many crossovers here with this. So many crossovers. Then why wasn't this better? There's, I think we have, we'll get into it. Why I think okay. maybe, yeah. Um, okay. And then there was Ken Anderson on IMDb. It said he worked on the animation story, but was uncredited. And I wanted to include him because he was a writer that was known for Cinderella in 1950. Robin Hood, which I was like, Ooh, I love Robin Hood love and Robin the Aristocrats. Hood. And I love the Aristocats. I was just like, oh, what? Yeah, I really love seeing the Robin Hood credit because I was just oh, like, yeah. oh my gosh, I love. Robin Hood is like one of yeah. the best ones. Mm-hmm, for real. And we're not done because then we have the directors. So Robert Stevenson, he was a director and writer known for Mary Poppins in this I can't movie. I know there's so many and there's again we will get into it we'll get we'll just we're gonna skip it's it for funny, now, but we'll get into but it. I'm saying it's funny what I put at the bottom because I didn't look through any of this before I made it that, didn't realize like, yeah <laughs> yeah um, yeah we'll we'll get into why I think yeah anyway okay. and um other director is Ward Kimball um so he was like the animation director I believe mm. so he joined Disney Studios in 19 19- 34 as an animator he eventually became involved in all aspects of the animation production most notably he was the designer of jiminy cricket for pinocchio i was like i have to include this and he was responsible for the redesign of mickey mouse so oh the good redesign too what i mean hello thank you and i knew i recognized his name for sure and that's why yeah mickey mouse tie and he is also one of the nine old men, which was Disney's that's like, so funny. you know, semi-official, you know, group of advisors. So that's very cool to be part of that group. And another fun fact, not only did his love of trains get him the job of designing the world of motion display at Epcot. What in the world? I'm sorry. I just every time I kept reading more about this guy, I was like, I love Ward Kimball. He also got Walt Disney into his train obsession. So we can thank Ward Kimball for Walt Disney being obsessed with trains. So much stuff. And this last point makes sense now. I was gonna say fittingly in 89, they named him as a Disney legend, which clearly deserved. Oh, clearly. Clearly deserved, yes. 
So Ward Kimball, everybody, there you go. All right, so our cast, as you've already pointed out, Miss Ashley, you have Dame Angela Lansbury as Miss um, Price. He's her first name, Aga Aglantine. I have no idea. I think they just always call her Miss Price, yeah. Yeah. Um, we have David Tomlinson, who we cannot remember his name in the last one, sorry, but he was Mr. Brown. Uh, Ian Wayhill as Charlie. Cindy O'Callaghan was Carrie. And Roy Snart was Paul. So those are the kids that were in it. And of course, there are some other people too, but those are the, like, the main ones that we're going to talk about. So I don't have like a lot of trivia, but I do have some and some very interesting trivia. Yeah. First, first, right out of the bat, because we've been talking about Mary Poppins a lot already. Julie Andrews initially turned down the role of Miss Price. And then she reconsidered because she's like, I actually owe my movie career to Walt Disney Studios and I want to work there again. And she told the studio she changed her mind, but they had already cast Angela Lansbury. So. I was just like interesting. So they originally were going for Julie. I don't think it would have changed anything. Not really, truly. I love Julie. Because no. Angela, it, it has nothing to do with um, no Lansbury's performance or anything. No, no Lansbury's. No, an and I icon. actually, <laughs> I did not put it in here, but we will. Uh, I have another thing to share about Miss Angela Lansbury's thoughts on some of this. Um, so this <laughs> was speaking of Dame Angela Lansbury. This was her first movie for Walt Disney Pictures. This is her mm-hmm. first casting with them and this i this was all over the place i read so many things about the sherman brothers with this movie and disney and all that so this is the last feature film that the sherman brothers worked on for disney until the tigger movie in 2000 apparently so they did songs for this and then they went on and they were still doing songs but it was for other movies apparently but But to be fair, I mean, think about like Walt died around this time, yeah, you know, that's true. and yeah, I mean, There's it probably, probably wasn't the same on. and yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't realize this. The Sherman Brothers did return in the early 1980s to write songs for Epcot Center. Of course they did. <laughs> like, Okay, of course you did. Oh, uh, but yeah, they did work on other, like I said, other movies like Tom Sawyer from 1973, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so they were out there doing stuff, but they were not working on Disney movies for a while. So I thought that was okay. interesting. And the several of the dolls that Carrie admires in the nursery of Professor Brown's house were modeled after the international puppets in the Small World ride. I thought they looked familiar. Yeah, that's why. Because they were No wonder I was creepy, creeped out. Creepy dolls from the Small World. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And here we go. This is why I wanted to get to. Okay. This movie was developed at the same time as Mary Poppins, which came out a while before it in 1964. Walt Disney started with this movie. And again, I read a couple different things that was going on with this. So one is that he was like, oh, it's kind of too complicated technically to do. So we're going to do Mary Poppins. What I think is more likely that happened that I read was that Walt at this time, as we know, he was trying to get the rights to Mary Poppins struggling a lot to get the rights and he finally got her to sign off on it so he was like oh i want to do mary poppins first because i think that was the story he was more interested in i think that's really more so what happened with this and this got put on the back burner but they were more sense 
they went back and forth between the two movies for production and trying to get everything sorted out with it. That one time they were just not going to do this movie at all, but the Sherman brothers had already done music for this movie and for Mary Poppins. And they were just like, no, Disney you should really finish that movie. So yeah, there we go. And hmm. the song, the beautiful briny sea was actually written for a sequence in Mary Poppins that was dropped. And then they ended up using it in this movie instead. I'm glad because I didn't like that song. I, when I saw that, I was like, oh, I mean, it was okay. But I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't like Mary Poppins level or anything, you know? No. Yeah. Yeah. And um, with all the animation and, and everything, all the technical things they had to do, I read that Angela Lansbury was like, she didn't, she enjoyed doing the movie, but she did feel restricted as an actress because she couldn't change up a lot of like how she moved in a scene because it was all very specific about where you needed to be at what time because they were going to have to do the animation and the special effects and all of that. Yeah. So she did yeah. feel like that stilted the performance and everything a little bit too. So I thought that was another thing just to throw in there that maybe didn't help the movie too much. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I just, yeah. Anyway, uh, I got a couple more facts. So this was the, sadly, last Disney movie released while Roy O. Disney was still alive. He died a week after its U.S. premiere. Sad. It is sad. Yeah. And we have a hidden Mickey in the establishing shot of the animated soccer game. A bear is wearing a Mickey Mouse t-shirt in the crowd. So, huh. fun fact. I noticed. And there's a goofy holler heard during the soccer game when King Leo kicks the hyena. You know, that did, I did not think of it as a goofy holler, but that makes sense. It's a goofy, yeah. If you think, like, now that you know it, you're like, yeah, <laughs> it sounds yeah. like a goofy holler mm -hmm. for sure. And let's just real quick with the animation, because especially now that we know some of these animators, the other projects they worked on. Those well, characters it were like Robin Hood to me. Yes, I was like, it's Robin Hood, right? Like the yeah. same characters are in this movie yes. as Robin Hood. They just yeah. reuse the characters, like yeah. when the the um, hippo, the rhino, the lion. Yeah, the All lion king, king Leo. When he came out, I was like, oh, so he's this is the same the same place as when Ro like where Robin Hood is, but it's I mean it's not. But I was like, it's <laughs> the same guy, right? Like the ostrich. All of them. I'm like, this is. Robin. They just literally just plopped all the characters from Robin Hood into this movie. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. we're yeah, we're mm -hmm. on the same page with that. Absolutely. Yeah. Um so let's let's just get into it because I would love for you to Did share. I your say my first line? <laughs> love love to share. Yeah. Um so I feel like I was watching a C version of Mary Poppins. Oh, and it it was so hard. Well, and not because, just Mary Poppins. It was like a weird combo of Mary Poppins and Chronicles of Narnia. And I can understand with the, yeah. Them going off to somebody exactly. else to live during the war. Yada, yada. Yeah. It's literally the same concept. Mm -hmm. It is absolutely the same concept. Like, I think this person who wrote it copied off of Lewis. Like, Narnia, yeah. I think. I'm going to check. Uh, but, yeah, it's like when I'm watching this movie, it has the nostalgia and the feeling like I'm like it feels like a Disney movie especially of that that era with the animation and the way the songs are done and the dialogue the characters I'm just like this definitely feels like a a Disney movie from like the 60s 
vibe, you know? Yeah. I Scratch got that. that. Narnia came out in 1950, so she came up the concept oh, first. They but stole it, it from her. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you made it better. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was like, I really wanted to enjoy it more than I did because I like that nostalgic feeling like with mm-hmm. Mary Poppins and the vibe of it and the animation. And it just wasn't hitting well. No. So like, okay, some of my other things I put, like, yeah. like it, I will say it was weird seeing a nice version of Mr. Banks. I loved it though. He did such I a good, it was just weird. I know. It did not seem cranky. Uh, well, I mean, he's not cranky at the end of Mary Poppins, but yeah. you know, yeah, I was just well, like, oh, he's so funny in this one. You know? And to think that like he went from Mary Poppins to this movie. And then if Julie Andrews actually said yes, they would have been in this. Together. This would have been so weird. They just would have been hanging out again. It would have been, they could have, maybe they would have started a trend and there just would have been maybe. movies, constant movies with the two of them together. I don't know. Um, I will say the concept was very cute with the bed knob, like putting oh, the bed yeah. knob and traveling. Mm, I did like that part and I thought yeah. it was cute. Mm. But I just, I felt like this movie was missing things in the plot. Yeah. I feel like it would have been better, like as a TV show going oh. through like a little bit more. But she really yeah. never explained why the spell would stop the war and just okay. going to see the the book guy who had the other half and like then going to find it. It just it just felt like a lot was missing. I thought I just missed a line or something. This makes me feel so much no. better because I was she like, did I? It. I was like the whole movie. I was like, I'm not understanding what this is going to do. And I was like, I clearly missed something, but I'm not going to rewatch it. Right. So. This yeah. makes me feel better. Okay. Cause I thought I just missed an entire scene or something. Okay. Yeah. I'm really sad this movie wasn't better. Yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. It's very sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's really all I have for it. Like, I really don't have anything else for it. Yeah. I mean, the performances were not bad. I think it really is the story that was just it was missing, like you said. And the. I mean, I guess I, I understand the setting of around the war because that still was a big deal at the time. I mean, it was published right. in 43, which was like right yeah. before we entered as Americans. Mm-hmm. But I think British was already like in the fight. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just had I had problems like being invested in the, the plot line and the story and and I was like excited at the beginning because I'm just like, oh, look at her being like this bad witch because she doesn't know what she's doing because she's an apprentice witch. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's a funny concept. I like the the idea. Oh, like the con and that was she's strange. A part of this. It's so it just all the elements were really, really strange and not yeah. well presented in the literature mm-hmm. standpoint that I'm mm-hmm. just like. I'm curious to read the book because I kind of want to know if the book's that badly written or mm-hmm. if they just left a lot. Interpretation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I wouldn't mind the con man thing, but I wish, I do wish Mr. Brown, because he's, Mr. Brown's just like, oh, I was just sending like nonsense things. And I'm like, okay. And I get the con part, but I wish he would have actually been like done the magic himself too and but still done the yeah. con where i'm just not going to send you the stuff at the end and steal your money and pretend i just shut everything down i i still yeah. would have enjoyed that because it fit the character but i didn't understand the concept of him being like oh it really works like what yeah whoops yeah i don't know it was strange it was, it was very very strange it was just a very strange movie 
Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it really. I don't really have much more to say. No. I mean, I feel like it's worth watching maybe once, you know, to say you, you mm-hmm. watched it and there are some fun scenes in it, but yeah. none of the. None of the songs, I feel like, stick in your head, which is surprising because mm-hmm. it's a Sherman. You know, but Sherman I feel like it's just score. their it's their leftovers that didn't work for Mary Poppins. We know at least one of them. Yeah. But I and feel I, like that's what I feel like. I feel like they were all just kind of like songs they messed with, but really weren't. They should have just been tossed. Mm-hmm. And I did read some other stuff about this, too, um, where they had shot more scenes or written more, but they had to cut it because, you know, this time they were playing it in specific theaters and the theater would only play a movie that was less than two hours long. So they ended up having to cut some stuff that they probably shouldn't have, or maybe that would have helped Mm -hmm. the plot. So there are missing scenes and things that were shot that they couldn't recover that would, you know, probably have been at this yeah. point added back into the movie. So I don't know if that really would have helped it a whole lot to be honest with you, but but it was too long bit. anyways. Like there were definitely portions that kind of movie was too long. For there were portions they could have cut down or just changed. Yeah. With it. Honestly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, none of I don't know. And the Germans all of a sudden just showing up at her house and invading in and she's trying to call somebody. I'm like, this is dumb. Like this is like one of those, and I hate to pull apart a Disney movie, but yeah. like I, I hate doing this, but it feels like it should have been like a Monty, Py- a Monty Python movie that they're making fun of yeah. this kind of situation, but it they were trying to be serious. I'm like, this this true. Really? You're trying to seriously say that this would just randomly happen? No. Yeah. 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 And the Monty Python vibe would have fit better because you just expect weird and absurd things to just happen with they don't have to make sense because you just know it's not going to make sense. So I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Not my favorite, unfortunately. No. I really wanted to like it though. I'd rather watch the dinosaur movie. That's bad. I know, but at least it has a good plot. It does. It has a more cohesive plot, unfortunately, than this. Cohesive. That's a better. Yes. It might have been too strong of a word. Cohesive. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, bed knobs and broomsticks, but yeah. it is Angela, a classic. I love so. you, but you are amazing. Mm-hmm. With wait, that character, you know, yeah. Wait, is Angela still around? I know she was. No, she died. Remember, Mary she died. When did she, she died die? last year. Yeah, last That's year. That's right. Okay, I'm like, well, she was like, like 90, I know she was around for a while. She was ninety something. Yeah. Because. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, did you see Mr. Dick Van Dyke was at Disneyland? Dick Van Dyke in is a, is going to be a, 120. I swear to you, he's going to be 120 and still dancing. How he's literally going to be 120 and dancing he's around. He's going to be 98 next month. It does not matter. Age is literally a number to him. So he has no concept of what a 98-year-old should actually be physically like. He Well, he was in a wheelchair while he was at Disney. Um, the Dapper Dans there were serenading him with one of his songs. Well, it's a lot of walking it when is. you go to a Disney Disney park. So I want to I want to be old enough where you just push me around in a wheelchair. Who's who's you? 
pushing oh, you. like my husband, not you. I was going to say that better be Brett because I can guarantee you I'm not pushing you in a wheelchair. Well, he's you not can my just husband. sit there. My boyfriend. You can just sit wherever and I'm just going to leave you and say, I hope you can figure well, it out. No, I please. I know you're not going to push me around in a wheelchair. Sure I'm will not. not dumb. Sure will not. No. Mm-mm. <laughs> Instagram, I sent you a best friends thing. <laughs> mm. What did you send me? Um, I sent it. Did I send it this morning or did I send it last night? It was a oh, shoot. It's a reel about best friends. Oh, I haven't looked at it yet. Um, okay. I'll leave it. Was it? Yes, it was. It's um no. Shh, I don't want the sound. Um, <laughs> it's like. But what what we're gonna be like in our old age calling each other uh, okay i'll definitely watch it's all so it today funny. i'll definitely watch it because it will be us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's on insta i shared it on insta yeah i just looked to make sure i had it in my messages okay. so yeah i will yeah. be watching that mm-hmm. i just saw it i'm like that'll be us oh boy <laughs> and it'll be me calling you and you're gonna be angry at me that's probably accurate yeah mm-hmm. Honestly. Our husbands are going to be, because they're older than us, they're going to pass before us. And then you mm-hmm. and I are going to live in a retirement home together. And and um, uh, ca- uh, I'm going to cause you havoc. I can see that, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you love me and you'll let me do it. <laughs> That's very true. We'll just, they'll probably like not let us live together. They'll probably be like, you guys can't be in this building together. You guys are too much mischief you can't yeah. be in the same campus together i feel like they would separate us yeah i feel like they'd put us in different campuses yeah they'd just be like this is not allowed <laughs> no 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 i mean it's probably why we're in two different states right now because the, the universe doesn't trust us to be in the come same on, state. <laughs> come on we'd be fine we'll be fine it's fine or maybe our 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 men are um are don't want us to be in the same state. They're like, you know what? Those two together, let's not. Mm. I feel like I don't think Robbie would mind because then, although he does like going to Disney if I feed him, so I don't know. It depends. <laughs> Brett actually wouldn't mind. He'd be like, yeah, you. I'm gonna stay here and play video games. Okay, go go with mm-hmm. Sammy. You're fine. Yeah, Robbie mostly wants to go if he gets food. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh goodness. Well, should we um wrap up? <sighs> yeah, that's all we got to say yeah. about this movie, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Pixie Dusters, uh sorry that we started off with kind of a dud in the first week, but we have more and better to come. Next week yes. we are talking about Ever After. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is like one of the all-time, probably the all-time best Cinderella story movie that has ever been told. Mm-hmm. Even though it's not Disney. Well, but now it, it is. Matter. Well, now it they is. bought it, but Disney didn't yeah, make it. Yeah, now it's like Disney, you know. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. but Disney didn't make it. True, true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um. So come back to hear our thoughts on Ever After, and yes. then after that, Dan will be back. He will. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to be a part of Ever After. It's okay. It's understandable. Yeah. But he wants to be a part of the Princess Bride because the Princess Bride is very funny and has a lot of like great iconic moments. So I can true. see that. Especially him being into filmmaking and all of that, too. This is true. It's a classic. But Ever After is one of the top 100 best romantic movies in all of America, in the yeah. world. It's on I the don't, list. I don't think Dan is a big Cinderella person. I don't yeah, get that vibe from him. 
I know. I'm just trying to razz him while he's not here. I know. He can't say anything. He can't. <laughs> oh, all right, Pixie Dusters. We will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Pixie Dust Twins podcast featuring Dan. The show is written and produced by Ashley and Sammy, except for those manifestos, which are all written by Dan himself. Intro and audio editing by Sammy, logo created by Ashley. The show is produced as part of the Limitless Broadcasting Network. Make sure you check out all of our other shows and have a magical day.